This episode of the Buffalonian Podcast is brought to you by the Buffalonian Division of the Cast Horse Podcast Network. Podcast network built by Buffalonians for Buffalonians, featuring the Wings of Blue Cheese Podcast and the Buffalonian Podcast, with more shows on the way very soon. Find these shows wherever you listen to your favorite podcasts or simply visit our website posted in the episode description. Now, without further ado, let's get into the Bills, Sabres, Hot Takes, and more. The Buffalonian Podcast. All right. Let's go. We're back with the Buffalodian Podcast. I'm Joe Cali, and as always, I'm joined by Dom Loss. We have last Friday night playing because it's Friday. So, you know, you got to love it. Last Friday night, Katy Perry. Dom, how are you feeling? It's Friday. The Thursday night football happened last night. The season has begun. Um, catches were not made. Uh, you know, it was – I personally, if we picked on – uh, whenever we filmed Tuesday or Wednesday, did we pick that game? No, I I would have probably we went Lions, but I'm same gonna, with me. I'm just gonna pretend I'm 0 and one because I technically didn't get the pick in. But I, without Kelsey going, but honestly, the game was a little bit different than I thought because I thought without Kelsey going and without Chris Jones, I actually thought the Lions were gonna at least score some more points and maybe make it a little like a four six point win. But uh, yeah, to only win by one and score 14 points. I don't know how you feel about either team going out of that one, to be honest. I don't either. I would have picked the Lions, too. I picked it on another, you know, show I do here at school. So um, I guess I'll go 0-0-1 on the pod. But really, I'm 1-0 and as in, in actuality. Um, but I don't know. Is it safe to assume at this point that the Chiefs are pitiful without Travis? K- no, I'm kidding. I'm, that's, that we're not, we're not going to go there. I mean, he's a big part to their offense for sure. Like, that was a big reason they didn't have those third-down conversions a lot last night. They didn't have those big, you know, slot plays that normally blow up the defense. You know, it was Jarek – or who who's dropping them? I, I forget. Jarek McKinnon? No, it wasn't McKinnon. Who was it? Darius Tony. Kadarius Tony, yes. Right, more. I mean, the, um, Butterfinger. I think, I think it comes down to, first off, I think Mike Tirico saying that this game is an asterisk because Kelsey and Jones didn't play as – uh, probably the worst. Um, uh, I I I don't know if there's gonna be a worse moment in the NFL than from a play-by-play guy than that because at the end of the day the Chiefs don't want to pay Chris Jones what Chris Jones wants so it's the Chiefs' fault per se that Chris Jones isn't playing and Travis Kelsey gets injured and listen man when he's a 34 year old tight end and the rest of your options after Travis Kelsey are pretty mediocre to bad that's bad roster management that's also on you so pe- saying oh it's nasty because they're second and third best player but because they're second and third best player didn't play and they don't have you know honestly i don't even know about chris jones because the defense gave only 14 points but looking at it from an offensive perspective like the chiefs inability to develop receivers and get good get, get solid production from their young receivers is a reason why they lost the game i mean right that's on you guys. Like, I mean, you can't expect Travis Kelsey at age 34 to do everything. And with him being out, him actually now even missing a game, 
you you saw that like who is he really gonna throw to? Like MVS is a solid wide receiver, but he's more of like a, a third option than a real one or two. And as much as people want to hype up Kadarius Tony for his potential, like he was bad, and Sky Moore couldn't get open last night. So yeah, Noah Gray is that your uh, number one option? It's just I know the Chiefs. Listen, the Chiefs are gonna be fine. This is an NFC AFC game, so it's not gonna have massive implications on conference tiebreakers but at the same time i think there are some real problems with the chiefs like paying juan taylor 20 million dollars at right tackle who is now false starting every play who's now probably going to get exposed next week because that was a problem with the bucks he false started quite a bit that was the jags he was with the jags Jags. you're you're right but then they got donovan smith from the bucks who was over the hill last year and he's their left tackle so that's a situation that may not get fixed receiver they're probably going to add someone but with what cap space is kind of the question. They go and get Mike so, Evans. They're going to grab yeah, Mike I mean, Evans. Probably. I mean, they probably will look into it, but why would the Bucks trade him right before the season? I don't know the NFC. We'll talk about the NFC self when we make our predictions, but that's a wide open division too. So I don't know. The Chiefs are definitely in a weird spot of, of they feel like if Mahomes doesn't have a great game, they're beatable. And it felt like in years past, Mahomes could be good or solid, and but they still would have Tyree Kill. They still would have Travis Kelsey. They would still have a trustworthy offensive line where they could run the ball. I didn't feel that. I felt last night it was a situation where the Lions defensive line dominated the game and Mahomes didn't really have that many options to throw to. And Mahomes wasn't – I don't think top-tier Mahomes either. So I think all those together you get a kind of – uh, mediocre night if you're a Chiefs fan. Yeah, I mean, I again, I like to see the Lions win. Dan Campbell, one of my favorite coaches in the league. Um, did you see his halftime interview he did? He was like, mm-hmm. he was screaming. His voice was gone in the post game too. It was, it was, it was wild. But yeah, I mean, it's like it's nice to see the Lions though. They gave the ball back to the Super Bowl champions by going for it on fourth down in that situation, which I think I would have done too. But throwing it when your run game was working very well, I, I didn't really, I don't know. What were your thoughts on I don't want to talk that? about David Montgomery. Huh? That dude's, dude's a snake. Yo, you wouldn't have trusted him with it? Dude's on my list. I have Jameer Gibbs in fantasy. My man got 21 carries to Gibbs to seven. Like, yeah, make that makes Gibbs sense. Gibbs had some good carries, though. I'm just saying, Gibbs had, what, seven carries, six yards per carry, had, like, multiple missed tackles and i'm out here watching david montgomery just power through a defensive tackle for three yards every carry like mm-hmm. like this is what i don't know this is my fantasy football makes me Did you hear so collinsworth last upset. night zach was that getting on your nerves at all i had my mute to be honest i didn't <laughs> well uh, there, there was a lot where mahomes threw that pick six that bounced out of Kadarius tony's hands or whatever and collinsworth was just like Oh, this is what happens. A perfect throw right into the hands bounces free because the receiver didn't catch it. Like he was, he kept saying perfect throw by the perfect, you know what I mean? Like perfect spot. I'm like, I mean, there's a lot of drops last night and again, it goes down to your talent at receiver is very thin. I, I mean, I, I, you can make a case that it is. I mean, I can't think of one off the top of my head. That's better. Like their wide receiver room was awful. Yeah, like Travis Kelsey's a tight end. Their wide receiver room is just plain awful. At least they had Juju last year, who's a wide receiver too on a good team. So like, mm-hmm. and obviously years prior they had Tyreek. So, and then they even had Tyreek and Sammy Watkins. So it's kind of unbelievable that they've kind of 
their best wide receiver is MVS, who's three. But I just, yeah, I mean, as a Bills fan, you love to see it because I think <laughs> the Chiefs are still going to be winning the division. And, well, it's not a conference tiebreaker because it was an NFC game. But, I mean, it may ma- had had they play each other, so it really doesn't matter that much. But for them to have a loss on the record, Bills start at 1-0. That's a game at hand already, but... I mean, I guess we shall see. I mean, the Bills the last couple of years have had had real opportunities early in the season. Um, they were ahead of the Chiefs in the standings and then kind of had that slump. Mid- it was weird last year because the Chiefs, Chiefs only lost three games and so did the Bills. So that was kind of – but, like, the year before in 21, big reason why the Bills lost in the divisional round, my guys, is because they lost to the Jacksonville Jaguars 9-6 to and blew the tiebreaker against yeah. the Chiefs. If they would have been the two seed and the Chiefs would have been the three seed. They would have played each other in Buffalo, and I think they would have won the game. That's my complete biased opinion. But yeah, it's, a, it's a good. It's a, listen. It's happy. I'm happy to have the NFL season back. It was just a very weird game. I think I'm not a. I'm. I don't know. People. I think these guys played their starters in the preseason. It just. It felt very sloppy. At times, like I mean, yeah, it wasn't really polished. It just Lions kind of forged, they, I mean, the drops we witnessed. I thought the Lions' offense was really. I mean, it was a great game from Steve Spagnuolo, the defensive coordinator for the Chiefs. So, I guess if that is anything for the defense, looks pretty solid against a good offense. But I said to talk some Bills because I'm I'm done out of Chiefs talking. Yeah, no, that, that sounds. Good. At the end of the yeah. day, I am just happy that they lost, and it just shows all those people all off season. Andy Reid, Patrick Mahomes, they'll figure it out. I'm going to swear as much as I ever had on this podcast. Sometimes shit is just shit, man. Like, <laughs> you can't, yeah, you can have a great chef, great, great equipment, great, great, you know, great line, great service. Sometimes what you got is what you got. And yeah, make it money better. So, well, also I expect just, them to make it better throughout the season, but right now it's, um, it's a tough look. Yeah, I mean, just, just my last note, and then, then I'll, I'll introduce some, some Bills talk for us, but, um, they also in the offseason they lost Eric Bieniemy as well, so I mean that might have an impact on them as well. So, I mean, they still don't trust Patrick Mahomes to do a QB sneak too because they no. so cute. I yeah. just don't understand. I don't. I okay. I understand why they didn't want him to do a QB sneak because he almost like got his knee taken off of his own body mm-hmm. uh, against Denver, but a couple of years back. But to do a reverse is just classic Andy Reid of doing like just hurting your own self and being too fancy for really no particular reason. But yeah. I mean, all right, enough of the Chiefs, okay? They lost. Yeah, this is a Bills podcast, Joe. We're literally called Betting on the Bills. I know, I know. Presented by the Buffalo Podcast. And by the way, it's good to be back for Betting on the Bills. Um, I remember, if you want to check out the most recent edition to Betting on the Bills, it's us saying the season's over after the Bengals game. Immediate reaction. I think we did that. Didn't we do that right after the game ended? We, we got on here and did it? I think it might have been the Monday after. I think we gave ourselves like 24-ish hours. Yeah, something like that. Yeah, no, I I just remember it was doom and gloom. So uh, anyway, we're on to bigger, better things this season. Um, The Bills are playing Monday night in MetLife. As I've mentioned before, I'll be there. So we might get a special, special report from New York City. We'll see if we can get that going. But um, I guess let's let's preview the game here. The um, I do you know the spread in the money line? I got I got to get it up here. Uh, and see, it was one and a half last time I saw the Bills were favored by one and a half points. And the money line was 110 or something like that, something along those lines. Well, currently, the according to ESPN, the Bills have a 57% chance of winning. So uh, 
That's cool. It's currently two and a half, and the over under is forty five and a half. Okay. Would you take? I know you would probably take the under. I have a feeling you, you're going to say under here. Um, what are, what is I don't your? Josh lights it up on Monday Night Football. He's he, you know, he lives for those moments. Except, well, I'm not. You know what? I'm going to go. We're going to try and go a pot without mentioning that certain game. But uh. yeah, no, no. So let's forego that. If you know, you know. Yeah. It, if you know, you know. Um, if you, I'm going to say it again. So here we go. What are your general like? What's your prediction going into this game? I mean, I'll I'll throw mine in there um after your score prediction wise but i mean I, do you think it's going to be close do you think it's going to be defensive or is it going to be an offensive slingshot battle i don't have the specific number of what the first half over under is but i would take the under in that i think this is going to be very similar to um the second game when the jets played the bills in buffalo it was seven nothing at halftime i want to say i think the bills scored right at you know dawson next had a touchdown uh right before the break I think it's going to be kind of a slugfest, kind of feel it out kind of game. I think week one is always like this, pretty much. I mean, look, look at what happened to the Bills last year in week one. I know it was a dominating win, but the first half, it was a 10-10 game. They had, I think at that point, they had three turnovers, if I'm not mistaken. Um, I think yeah. they had the fumble from James Cook and two Josh picks. But, yeah, it was James Cook's first touch as an NFL player. It was a fumble. I but remember that. I think that's I think that should show you that like the first half of the first game's always um a little weird. I mean, look at what happened to the Steelers game that we went to a couple of years ago too. That was a game that the Bills kind of didn't have a great game and they lost. And um so I, I would think it's similar to those type of games in the first half. I think the offense is gonna have some struggles, but I think the defense is I think they have very good Matchups across the board. I just want to say I was completely right about the Christian Benford thing. I never switched my pick. I'm very proud of that. And then obviously Tyra Bernard, Cybo. So yeah, nice to be for to be there. But 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 to make a long story short, I think it's going to be a very competitive game throughout. I think the Bills offensively will make the proper adjustments. So I think I think it's going to go under the 45. I think a 24-20 type game. I think it's going to be it's going to be a tight game. I think it's going to be like 10-7 and half. You think time. it's hitting 44? You know how many people who bet the over are going to start throwing their phones at the wall if it hits 44? I mean, I it? think that's what it is. I mean, look, last I I'm I always blank on what the second game score was, but that was like 20 to 10 or something, and the first game was 20 to 17. So I don't expect anything much different. I think these are two very good defenses, and you have Aaron Rodgers who's this is his first real, real action. Um, so I think that's against a really good defense that Aaron Rodgers has struggled with. I mean, he didn't have a great game Josh's rookie year. Last year? Well, Josh's rookie year when they won 19 nothing with the pa- well, it was Packers won. Like, he wasn't that great in that game. That was kind of Josh's was sucked because uh, he was a rookie. And then last year, as, as you know, I mean, what was it, 10 or 7? I can't – I was – I was 17, I think, 27, 17, I want to say, something like that. I believe that. But so, yeah. That was another game where Rodgers was not great. So Rodgers has not been great against the Bills. In his, I mean, 2014, you could go back, but that wasn't McDermott. But I, I think his struggles against the Bills will kind of continue, especially with kind of the offensive line to the Jets, I think would really concern me, especially with the depth of the Bills' D-line. Mm-hmm. Um, this, this, I mean, that's really what I think – I think that's where the game is going to be won and lost really is the trenches. Um, if the bills can dominate the offensive line of the jets, I don't see how the jets will be able to move the ball. Cause listen, Garrett Wilson's a nice receiver after that. It's a massive drop off. I mean, Alan Lazard, I mean, Randall Cobb, like, yeah, 
like that they don't have great hands. Obviously, they have Brees Hall and, and Devlin Cook. If Devlin Cook's playing, he hasn't really practiced that much. But um, and Brees Hall's, you know, kind of. We'll see how much he really goes, but I think if the Bills can dominate the defensive line, the offensive line of the Jets, and make Aaron Rodgers have to drop back and throw the ball a lot, I think that leads the Bills to will lead the Bills' defense to a lot of success and cause a lot of struggles for the Jets' uh, offense. Yeah, no, I would agree with you. I think it's going to be um, a good old-fashioned slugfest. I, I think the Bills win it absolutely. Um, I hope they do. Otherwise, it's going to be a rough walk for me out of the stadium. Um, especially a lot of the Jets fans have come out of the woodwork. As soon rough as pot on Tuesday, then too. What'd you say? So the rough pot on Tuesday. That'd be a that would be a twelve hour uh, turnaround for us. That might be a that would be tough. Yeah, yeah, you're telling me. Um, so, I guess I mean I I would probably put it the score at like hmm, what's like a I'm trying to think what's like a an acceptable score because I, I know the bills are going to win, but I don't want to say like, it's going to be close, like 38, 35 or anything like that. Cause I don't think it's breaching. I, I think high. the hard thing about this is that like the over under is 45 and a half. And I think that's giving maybe too much respect to the fact of this is, I mean, I still think Rogers is a borderline elite quarterback and could still be an elite quarterback. Yeah. I think this is giving a little bit too much respect to the fact that Rogers and Allen are two very good quarterbacks. So like you would expect two very good quarterbacks to when they play, you know, even play having every time someone's on the field snap, it's an elite quarterback touching the ball. You, I think that's where I think the over under is like way too high. I mean, compared to, I don't know, these are two elite defenses, and Allen has struggled the last last year against the Jets, and I said last year, I mean last year, Roger struggled against the Bills. So I don't know. I, I, when you're saying instead of a score, like even when I was like twenty four twenty, I was like twenty four points is kind of. I, even I thought that, that to myself. I was like, man, three touchdowns. That's, I don't know. I, I just, people expecting this to be, I mean, listen, we could be way off. So I don't want to like expose myself now, but right. Yeah. I just, I don't, I just have the feeling this is going to be kind of a slow, maybe even, even as a Bills fan, boring game. Yeah. I would honestly, ending score, I would probably, I think it might be even lower. I think the Bills get three touchdowns and the, the Jets get two. I think 21 14. No field goals. I I also think Bass is three for three on extra points, though. I will well, say it. I would figure that yeah, to be yeah. true. But I think for the Bills, it just comes down to how are you going to game plan around Quinn Williams because he kills the Bills. They have very good young edges. So how is Spencer Brown going to hold up against is it Jermaine Johnson? I mean, Bryce Huff's the guy that that injured uh, Josh last year. So I think the Bills. Are, I mean, we said it. I said it on the trenches for the other side. It's the same thing for the Jets. Like if, the, if their D line causes havoc, like it's going to be a problem. But I think the key X factor, and a lot of people are saying this, and it's a hundred percent factual, is like Dalton Kincaid over the middle of the field is going to be a matchup issue for teams. Yeah, and this, this is kind of a game where it is kind of a Dalton Kincaid game because. The Jets have a very good defensive line. Yeah, it makes some like passes. It's kind of like what what are the Jets willing to sacrifice? Are they willing to sacrifice their spy on Josh Allen to cover Dalton Kincaid, or are they willing to put a safety down and have a safety cover Dalton Kincaid? And then all of a sudden, you only have one safety back, and you know that that allows a downfield shot to Gabe Davis, Stephon Diggs. 
yeah. that kind of thing. I mean, the, the you know, Jets Josh have, likes to take those downfield shots too, so we, he'll, we he know doesn't hesitate all, all too well. But the, I mean, the Jets have elite corners, so well, it's it's going to be interesting how they match. I I think we'll know very early in the game, even though I think it will be a slow start of the importance of Don Kincaid because I think he's going to get a lot of snaps, mm-hmm. and uh, he 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 should be a real difference maker, especially you know we talked about. While the Bills were very good offensively, it felt like they had moments where like they were converting a lot of third longs or they weren't kind of keeping on schedule. We, like, you know, the Rams game is a perfect example of it of they just paper cut the Rams to death and then they eventually took their deep shots. It felt right. like maybe maybe if Allen's injury they couldn't do that anymore. But I, I would like to see a return of that of just like taking what the defense gives you, let Dalton K catch the ball in space against a linebacker, right? Find move digs around in the slot. You know, Gabe Davis. I think that's where Dorsey was at his best before Mm -hmm. Allen got injured because he was. You're absolutely right. It the game would start out with these short passes over the middle, just slicing and dicing. Like no, the defense didn't know what hit him, and then we'd get a 60 yard bomb down down on the numbers, and it would they wouldn't be ready for it because they'd be playing shallow to cover these little passes. You know, and I think you're absolutely right. When Allen's UCL injury occurred, that's why on third and five they started throwing deep because I think it hindered his ability to really snap it over the middle in these short little passes and snap it accurately yeah right yeah i mean he could definitely he could whip it but the accuracy is the question there and listen i mean people are still i've heard people worried about his elbow and all this stuff if brock purdy tore his and he's playing week one Allen strained his he's absolutely going to be playing week one and totally fine he rested he's looked all right in the preseason I mean, the offensive line was the issue against the Steelers, but Allen Allen's looked great in practice. He's throwing just fine. There's nothing to be worried about there. And I, I think this is going to be a 21-14 game between the past four-time MVP, who I think is now on the upside of his age, and he's going to start feeling it, right? It's kind of like, you know, Tom Brady last season versus the season before, mm-hmm. like how Rodgers in Green Bay the season before last, was it what when was he the MVP two seasons before that? Last two years before in 21 20. So, okay, so 21 and 20. So, last year was the 22 season. So, we saw that MVP season from Rodgers, and then last year, kind of a fall off. And yeah, you could argue that was the talent around him as well. But I mean, you've heard him say too, he only wants to run this for two more years and then hand it back off to Zach Wilson. I, I don't know? care about that, but it's also the fact that like the Jets also aren't super talent more t- like aren't way more talented than no. the Packers, rather than Garrett Wilson's probably the the best weapon. Mm-hmm. But I don't know. I mean, I think Matt Lafleur is a way better play caller than Nathaniel Hackett. I think I, I want to agree on that take. So yeah, I, don't know. I think. Did you watch any primetime games last year with the Broncos? Yeah, I think everyone agree with that take. So. <sighs> I think I think <laughs> I think I would call that that's yeah. that's tough. But no, I think this game comes down to who dominates the trenches on both sides, and also just for the Bills, it's like don't shoot yourselves in the foot. You know, mm-hmm. we saw you you talked about the Steelers. What what happened against the Steelers? They gave up a huge punt, punt return. They so many penalties. A it was big second run. in like 34. That doesn't happen unless you're playing Madden. Like, I'm sorry. Yeah, a, a big run on a missed tackles. So I think that's – if the Bills can eliminate explosive plays against them and make the Jets – I just don't think the Jets can – I don't. I just don't believe I, – I hate to be like Leslie Frazier here, but I just also just don't believe the, the Jets can drive 12, 13 plays down the field and not screw up. I just don't believe that. Now, I'm not yeah. saying you can't be aggressive towards them and, like, send pressure, but 
But I just truly don't believe the Jets have it in them to be consistent for 12, 13 straight plays against this defense. Yeah. So, I mean, I think if you're watching it on TV, you're going to see an Aaron Rodgers hissy fit on the sideline at some point. I, th- I think that's that's a guarantee. If there were betting odds on that, plus 150, like nothing. Like it's right there. I, it's right in front of you to take it. Um, I think he's going to get frustrated because you, you've seen him in the preseason too. I mean, preseason's preseason. Yeah, the Jets look good in the preseason, right? But the like we talked about, I – I don't know. You can't really judge the season off the preseason. You're still not running the season playbook. So I don't. Know. I would say this: just look for people that are watching the game. Maybe, maybe not as the casual. Just look at the the line, the line of scrimmage. Who's winning the line of scrimmage consistently is going to be the big thing for the Bills to have success offensively. How how are the Bills using over, even just you don't even have to say Dalton Kincaid per se, but like how are the Bills short passing game over the middle and are the Bills shooting themselves in the foot? I, right. I really believe if the Bills just avoid making really stupid mistakes, they consistently just, you know, keep keep it turning offensively and dominate the line of scrimmage, they'll be fine. Which is why I think the player of the game will be Groot. I, th- I think Groot, I think I'm, I'm, I'm going to go off the board here. I think a little bit off the board because I've, I don't, well, I don't know. I wouldn't say he's a he's like a he's like a top ten bill, right? I mean, I would say. Oh my god, yeah. Well, I, mean, I, his, I don't know. His, I think his, I would say yes, but like ability itself just does it. Yeah, it's probably, I mean? he's probably in the top ten. He's not top five, but like I, I'm, no. I'm going off the board a little bit. The odds may not be too high on that, but I I think with Makai Beckton with his knee surgery, and I just don't think that guy can move at all at right tackle and. Groot lines up against him. Groot's, Groot's dominant run defender. I really liked how he looked at all training camp year three. I think this is a year where he gets double digit sacks as long as he doesn't injure that. You know, I think that ankle injury bothered him a little bit. So if he could stay healthy, I I, I think Groot's going to have a sack and a forced fumble in this game. I think I think he'll have a big game for. The I like boys. it. I love it. I want some more of it. Come on, <laughs> Tim McGraw. Um, I I have to say. I'm going to give two two players. One's kind of facetious and one's one's like legit. All right, you ready for this? Referees are going to be one because the amount of holding calls that are going to be called trying to protect Aaron Rodgers on you know, like their offensive line, done. They're back. They're second and 34. They're going to know how it feels. So I, don't, I don't think they're going to call a lot of holding penalties. No, you don't think so? I just think the NFL doesn't care about it. The NFL, only if it's really egregious, will call it. But Well, it's going to be egregious when Greg Russo is getting horse collared because he's breaking <laughs> through the line. Come on. All right, they're going to call it. I'm telling you, watch. And anyway, my true player of the game is going to be Gabe Davis. Okay. I think he's going to break out. He's already broken out, but I think that ankle injury last year did a lot more to him than what people are letting on. And uh, I think he's going to be downfield on some of these. Like you said, if they slice and dice later in the game, he's going to make some big catches down the field. And Kincaid's going to be that slicing and dicing along with Diggs. And even Knox, I think, could be a part of that as well i would like to see him get more involved in the receiving game especially two years ago he was a big part of it and it was very successful he was dawson drops went into nothing he, he went into dawson knox you know so i think last year he was horribly disgustingly underutilized and i think he should be utilizing the passing game as well in the tight end spot kincaid's a slot receiver okay i'm just saying that right now that he's listed as a tight end but he's a slot receiver so you're gonna have knox kincaid Diggs and Davis and I think Davis is going to be that deep shot guy towards the end of the game that really just puts salt in the eyes of the Jets and I, I, I like I, it. I do think this is a big game for Gabe because I think you know playing against DJ Reed or, or Sauce Gardner like yeah 
those two corners, like th- they have a legit number two corner who's very good in DJ Reed. So he's matched up probably against one of them either game. And if he shows up, like, I mean, that's great tape for free agency, you know, for that contract. So, yeah, I mean, he's under a lot of pressure this game because this is one of the mat- This is a tough matchup for a wide receiver two against this defense. So, yeah, I um, do have one more thing to say real quick. Ready? I do think Matt Milano gets one folding chair sack on Aaron Rodgers. <laughs> I think I think he busts through on a linebacker blitz. Boom, done. I think I think we see a Mike White 2.0 back there this season. So that's that's my that's my piece on that. So, well, are you going? Are we transitioning to the awards? Yeah, might as well, right? I, I think we're good on the Bills Jets. Let us know your predictions. Um, you can email us at buffalonianpod17 at gmail. We're working on that. It's a long email name, so I'm gonna I'm gonna try and shorten that up for ease of access. Tweet at us at the Buffalonian underscore. Reach out on Instagram at the Buffalonian Pod. Um, just let us know what you think. Football season's here. It's exciting. Uh, Sunday's gonna be a good day. It already was a great game last night. Not a great game, but it was nice to watch a real football game on TV that actually matters. And um, Monday night, big game for the Bills. So let us know what you think. And yeah, as Dom mentioned, we're getting into some NFL awards here. So what are your – I'll let you kick it off. We'll start off with MVP at the end of the season. How does that sound? You want to start from MVP or are we going to go comeback player to the rookies to the – All right, we'll do comeback player of the year because I think it's I think it's a layup. I think DeMar Hamlin is the comeback. All right, so then we can skip that one because I think both of us have DeMar and there's really no no true analysis that has to be made on that. It's pretty um, common self, self-sanatory. So I'll go um, – hmm, do I want to go offensive rookie of the year first or defensive rookie of the year first? I'll go defense rookie of the year first. I'm 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 a I'm a, I'm I'm pretty actually I'm gonna be pretty chalky on both picks. I'll just make them both. I think Bijan Robinson's gonna be the offensive rookie of the year, and I think Will Anderson Jr. is gonna be the um defensive rookie of the year. It's very chalky. I will say this though. Defensively, yeah, I just I like Will Anderson's game. I think he looked really good in the preseason game, especially against the Dolphins. I know the Dolphins kind of pulled their starters ish, but um, really like how he looked. Um, I feel like it's really there isn't really a top corner that scares me. Like Witherspoon's a nice cornerback for the Seahawks, but I think he's also banged up. So I really, it's really a, an edge. Of, it really feels like it's either a cornerback or a defensive lineman that usually wins this kind of award. And I think he'll be the best defensive lineman this year. Okay, I, I agree with you with Will Anderson. That's my defense. That would that was my pick. Okay. But I'm going to disagree with you on the offensive side. Although I think it will be Bijan Robinson, like I, I can definitely see that happening. I think um, the talk of the offseason a lot has been on our boy, uh, DK, Dalton Kincaid, Donkey Kong. Oh, my God. <laughs> and I'm going to pick Dalton Kincaid. And I know that might be like, oh, he's just a Bills homer kind of a pick, right? I think he's going to make a bigger difference to this team than everyone already thinks he's going to. I think he's going to be a standout. He's going to be Kelsey 2.0. Like he's he's going to be a difference maker on this team that gets them over that hump in the playoffs. So I got to say, I think it's going to be Dalton Kincaid. And I know that might be a, a homer pick, but I mean, I don't know. I, mean, I feel like that's got some 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 juice behind it, you know? I think there's definitely some potential because he he has an elite quarterback. He has an elite scheme. He's on an elite team. So I mean, just three straight elites right there. And yeah, he's right. really good. And he mm-hmm. probably will have opportunity. It's sure yeah, I, I the solid pick because especially in you know, this rookie class, it's interesting. There's really not a quarterback that I feel like has great chance. Like Bryce Young, I think, is gonna struggle. Anthony Richardson, I think, is gonna struggle. Like Anthony Richardson's a project, though. Like that's like, no the top no. three quarterbacks, like I could 
two of them are on well no I think really all three of them are on bad teams and I think that doesn't lead to great success for production stats um so I, I think both those all three of those guys could have pretty messy years and there's not really a wide receiver I mean, Zay Flowers looks nice Quinton Johnston looks nice uh you know Jackson Smith-Jugo I know he's banged up but you know maybe he eats and being wide receiver three in Seattle but there's a reason why those guys won the 20s, so maybe they don't have big years. So I could see Kincaid. I think Jameer Gibbs. Yeah, that's another option. It. But, you know, as a fantasy owner of Jameer Gibbs and David Montgomery, who I already commented, who I despise already in week one, uh-huh. week one, day one, first game of the year, already I'm very anti-David Montgomery. Um, but what concerns me about my Bijan pick, though, I will say this, though. Will Anderson, the late thing that concerns me is if Jalen Carter goes off for the Eagles on that stack D-line. I think he's like the top option against me, but Bijan, like Kincaid could have a big year. I guess one of the wide receivers and Gibbs, like what concerned me for Bijan is Tyler Gio had a thousand yard season last year. He's still there. Cordero Patterson is still there. And Arthur Smith is a weird, weird play caller. Like we yeah. see Kyle Pitts is tight end. Now he does love running the ball. So I think that does bode well for me. And I think Bijan's just a stud. So I think I'm good there, but. I don't know. That that would concern me. Yeah. I mean, I think two solid picks there. We'll make a list after the show. Um and we'll we'll keep it updated. But you wanna what what do we got? What do you want to do next? I'll I'll Defensive leave it to you. Player of the year. Defensive and... player of the year. Okay. All right. I'll you wanna go first? I'll let you go first. Yeah, I'm I'm thinking about it for a second. Um Defensive Player of the Year. I'll let you go first. I gotta ponder this for a minute. I gotta Miles Garrett. I've been calling it for years. I think he should he he should be a chance to win it. Falling short, you know, TJ Watt, Nick Bosa last year. This year, the Browns finally have an interior defensive line. They added Zadarian Smith opposite him, who had a really good year for the Vikings. So I think that takes some pressure and you know a lot makes the offensive line of the opposing teams not have to just singly focus on Miles Garrett. There's other guys, other weapons on that D line. I also think behind them, like the back seven of that team is very solid as well. I think the Browns could have a very good defense. So I think with all the, with, you know, the new additions and all that, I, I think Miles Garrett eats and has like an 18 sack season and finally gets, you know, I feel like he's been one of the best edges, but he's never been like the best edge. I think this is the year where, where it's no doubt at the end of the year, he he's the best edge in, in football and, takes home the most coveted defensive prize in football, the defensive player of the year. <laughs> Alrighty. Sounds good. I love the announcer voice there. We gotta we gotta make some clips and use more of that. Um I so this guy just got paid. He got the money. Okay. Nick Bosa, defensive player. Back to back. Back to back. I think he runs it back. I there's no especially with the money he got, I think I think he's even more motivated. I think he's hungry. San Francisco was so close last year. Uh, they rallied around Mr. Irrelevant, and they just lost per, for injury's sake. I mean, we were ri- relying on Christian McCaffrey there at, at the end of the game for quarterback. And I think the defense did all they could to keep that game close, but they just didn't have the offense. So I think he's hungry. He wants to go to the championship. Um, also, if we're doing our Super Bowl picks today, um, he's involved. Did we already do that, or did we? Not yet, but uh, if you want to get – Are you ready for that, or would you rather wait till? We'll wait till the end. We got we got to finish the awards. Pick, well, pick I know the that. winners, saying, and then then do that. But you know, he you might be a ju- factor in my Super Bowl prediction. But yeah, Nick Bosa, Defensive Player of the Year, all the way. All right. So, Offensive Player of the Year, a lot of options. I got one. 
Again, call me a homer, okay? No, dude, you can't do like. Okay. What? You want me to say Travis Kelsey? DK no, he's, he's not going to win it. He's, yeah, he's not going to win it. I, I, I truthfully think after all of the controversy, after all of the issues they've had, you know, he's had in the offseason, I think it's going to be Diggs, especially if the Bills make a deep run into the playoffs and maybe even the Super Bowl. There's no question well, in my mind. It's a regular season award. Yeah, but still, like, it, it, it helps the saying. voting, you know? They already vote, I think, by the time the playoffs happen, I'm pretty sure. Well, still, if they're if they're if they're producing and Diggs is producing, he's an easy easy pick for offensive player of the year. I think it's going to be Justin Jefferson again. Call me a a chalk pick, but until until someone, I I just think this guy is just far and away the best wide receiver in football. I think Tyreek Hill, if Tua is healthy all the way, has a really good chance as well. But I just think of, I mean, especially of adding Jordan Addison, so I think he's better than Adam Thielen was last year. So Takes a little, and having Hawkinson all, all full season will open more stuff up for Jefferson. So I just think he's going to have another like eighteen hundred yard, ten touchdown, hundred catch season and run away with the thing again. But before we do MVP, we had to do we had to give some love to the coaches, coach of the year, Dan Campbell. Hmm. I like it. Pick. I think he's got the fire under him. The Lions win week one. Yeah, kind of an ugly game, I guess, you know, but um, I think he's he's got that team morale completely turned around. I think he's coach of the year. If they make the playoff, like if they go and they have a winning record at the end of the season, a good record at the end of the season, he's coach of the year. Absolutely. I think it's going to be Matt LaFleur. You think? With Jordan Love? You think he's going to win I'll coach of the year? I'll one of mine. I think they're going to shock some people and win that division. And I okay. Think- I, like I think that. Jordan Love is gonna. I'm a. I have Jordan Love in fantasy. I have Christian Watson fantasy. I'm kind of buying. You know, the Packers have kind of gone under the radar now this offseason because they finally got rid of Rodgers. I think. I think. I think they're gonna surprise some people and win double digit games. That's though. So, I, I think the first. So, going to the most valuable player. You want me to go first? Yeah. <clears throat> okay, I, think I, my I think I know who you're gonna say. I might have the same person. So let it. The rip. winner, of the most valuable player in 2023. Will be. Is it wait, question. Question. Hmm. Is is does he so happen to be a Madden cover athlete? A Madden cover athlete? Potentially. Okay. All right. All right. Let it rip. Two time MVP. Lamar Jackson. I'm going off the board. Oh my god. I'm going off the board. Listen, I had Mahomes last year. I was right on it. I think sneak peek to the division. I think the Ravens are gonna win that division. And I think with their new offensive coordinator and new weapons, I think Lamar is going to be healthy and he's going to have his best season since 2019. And I think he'll, I think he will get back into the discussion as, as a legit top five, top three quarterback. Like, I think Lamar is getting overhated. He's he's got that contract, no distraction. Uh, this offseason finally got paid. Got the weapons he wants. Got OBJ, Mark Andrews. I know he's a little banged up, but Zay Flowers, solid offensive line, new offensive corner, new wrinkles. I think are, is going to be huge if Tom Munkin, you know, replacing Greg Roman. So, yeah, man. I, you know, I I'm not going to be a homer. I'm not going to pick Josh because if Josh wins, I could be happy. But um, I don't think Mahomes will win back to back. But I think there will be a now. There will be what. Would he be the third player to win two MVPs that's still playing? Because Rodgers and Mahomes, I can't remember if there's anyone else on the top of my head. Because Brady just retired. Yeah. I think, I think, that's that, it. I think so, you're right. Yep. 
There you go. Lamar, baby. He won't be unanimous. I, I'll, I'll say that one. I, that'll be different from 2019, but I think Lamar's going to win MVP. Okay. Well, you know, I think you know where my head's at here. I, I really thought you were going to go Lamar when you said man cover athlete. I was like, dang. I was like, dang, this is tough. No, I, I think he'll get injured again this season, truthfully. I mean, I hope he doesn't, but he's just it's been the, the trend for the past few years, unfortunately. Um, Huntley's played a lot more than he has on the Ravens. But anyway, I think the Madden cover athlete from this season is going to be the MVP. They If they're number one in the AFC, if they're, if they're going to the playoffs with the one seed, and they, you know, they they stun, they beat the Bengals, they beat the Chiefs. Like, there's no question in my mind that it's not going to be Allen, especially if he's at the top of the pyramid making it all happen. No question. It's him. He's got the votes. He, I mean, like, he he will have the votes if that happens. Like, there's no question about it. Sure. That's you an, know? I, I, that's an, I want my pick to be wrong, man. I want Josh to get that MVP, but I, I, I'm going off the board. I think there's a scenario where Lamar wins MVP, I think. It's really a quarterback-driven award, and I think, it is. That's I think what, he's one of those guys of that's underratedly, like, there's only, like, a few people that I think could really win MVP. Like, Allen, Mahomes, probably Burrow. you could put Her- Herbert, Burrow, Hurts, Lamar. I'm probably blanking on, like, one or two other. I don't think Rodgers will get a fifth one, even if the Jets do good. Two, I guess, is a real dark horse, but I just think I don't know about that. Talk about unless he plus puts 5,000. Unless like, he puts up a straight, uh, yeah, a statistical great season. But, yeah, I think Lamar's like the fifth or sixth best option. I think he has the best. I mean, if you want odds, I think, I don't know, I think he's a worthy candidate to put some long shot money on them because I'm buying the Ravens, man. I'm buying the Ravens hype. You like it? You like them? Well, you want me to give you the odds? I have, I have them in front of me. I'll give you the MVP odds. Sure. Plus 600 at top of the list. Patrick Mahomes. 6,000, you mean? 600. Oh, I'm, I'm dumb. I, I was adding a zero in my head. Yeah, no, no. So it's plus. I was thinking Super Bowl odds. No. I just don't know what I was thinking there. No, no, no. Yeah, yeah, no. I got you. Six to one. So, so that's, that's, that's six to one? Yes. Right? Yeah. Okay, now I understand. I've blanked on that. It is like zero. Okay, plus 700 was is uh, Joe Burrow. These are current odds. They're opening odds. They were the top three were plus six fifty altogether, and that was Burrow, Allen, and Mahomes. All three of them had opening odds the same. The current odds, Allen's at plus seven fifty, so he's third on the list. Jalen so somehow Hurts, after last night, Allen got worse and Mahomes got better. I guess so. Yeah, I don't know. Anyway, I guess people saw the situation and were like, yeah, I guess that's that's a oh, it's a called storyline that's going to happen for Mahomes. I, I mean, I guess that makes some sense. I guess. I guess so. But next after Allen is Justin Herbert at plus eleven hundred. And then Jalen Hurts plus eleven hundred, and then Lamar Jackson plus fourteen hundred. After Lamar Jackson, it's T Law, Trevor Lawrence. Oh, I forgot about T Law. He has a chance. Especially yeah, the and then it's Rodgers, Tua, Prescott, Fields. Got so we we lose it after after yeah. Trevor Lawrence. But yeah, I mean, I'm I I think any of those guys have a decent shot, especially the Jags. I mean, they they showed up last year, um, absolutely embarrassed the the Chargers in the playoffs. So I think you know I I think there's a genuine chance, especially. With their division, they've got a nice spot, and you know, they, yeah, especially they, you know. they could be number one in the AFC. So, talking about divisions, let's start in the NFC, and then let's go AFC, and then we'll make our final four predictions, and then Super Bowl predictions, and all that jazz. So, in the NFC, let's start with the NFC East. Okay, I have America's, well, supposedly America's team, the Dallas Cowboys. I would probably go there as well. I, 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 
I mean, it's between them yeah, and the Eagles. I just think I kind of like I like the Eagles running it back, but at the same time, I kind of I kind of want to take the dark horse here, Dom. I really do. Who's the dark horse? I I think I kind of want Major Tutty and uh, Sam Howell. I think they surprise. Oh, God, I think I think I'm going like way off the board on that, but I'm I'm taking I'm taking the Commanders. I think they're gonna they're gonna rally this season. Ron Rivera is actually gonna know certain rules that he didn't in press conferences last year, <laughs> and uh, you know I, I think I think they'll have it. I think I'll I, I, again talk about going balls to the wall on a pick. That's what this is. Just crazy, but I'll I'll do it. Yeah. I'll do it. I respect it. I, I just think the Cowboys. Are, have a very talented roster, and I think this is the year they kindly they put yeah, together. Yeah, get rid of Dak and put Trey Lance in because he got traded there without anyone knowing. But Jerry Jones, yeah, no, they're, it's they're not going to do that. But I, <laughs> I, I like Dallas this year a lot, especially defensively. I think as long as Dak is solid and consistent, more twenty-one Dak than twenty-two Dak, I think they're going to win the division. Yeah, uh, it's going to be close though. It's going to it's going to be probably the most competitive division. Uh, the North. I'm going go Paco. I already said it so. Yeah, I I would probably I like the Lions. I'm going Lions for the North. I think the Lions win it. I would love to see the Vikings do it, but I don't think they're going to do as well as they did last season. I really don't. I love I Kirk. Like, Kirk Cousins, I like. I really do. But I think, I think I, the, the Lions Vikings are going to do it. The Vikings overachieved last year, and I like the Lions too. But I do have to say, the lack of vertical speed on the offense is very concerning. I know they have Jameson Williams, who's serving a six-game suspension, so he has five more games left. It's a nice one in Kansas City. Like, there's no doubt. Defensively, I was very impressed by them. Yeah. Um, but it felt more like, as we talked about, like Kansas City kind of lost that game when they won. So I don't really know how I feel. So, and Jared Goff looked kind of. I mean, he just has someone. He, he's he's solid. He's just the definition of solid. Like yeah. he has limitations, but he's like the. He's a good. He's a great. Si- he's a good quarterback in a decent system. Like that's what he is. Like yeah. he's not. He's not going to make a play by himself. Like not, like these other quarterbacks are. You know what I mean? He's got to have the guys around. Agreed. Him, but. All right, well, so you want to do NFC South next? Everyone's favorite division. I mean, highly competitive because they're all terrible teams. Yes. Um, yeah. Yeah. This is know. this is a tough division, but I'm 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 going to pick. Hmm. This is tough. I'm going to pick the Falcons. Talk about a pig race. I think that's what this is. Like, I just like, have no faith. I have no faith in the Panthers just because I just don't trust that team. I'm going to take team. Derek Carr and the Saints. I think. I think that's what I'm taking. Yeah, I guess that team has, the, but I don't know. That team, I don't know. It's just all bad. I think Tampa has a really good defense, but I don't trust Baker. You got Baker Mayfield. Yeah, not I mean, the it's... biggest Derek Carr guy, but they're probably the favorites. But I'm going to go underdog. I think the Falcons. I don't love Desmond Renner, but I think if he could become a game manager in year two, I think their defense is going to be improved. And I just, I love their weapons. I mean. One of these days, they're going to learn how to use Kyle Pitts, but Drake London, I think, is a stud. And uh, yeah. I'm a big fan of Bijan. And they also, as we've talked about in my offensive the years, like they have good backs and they have a good offensive line, too. So um, I, I really like their offense, and I think their defense is going to get good enough where uh, they're limping like eight and nine. Okay. All right. So I have the Saints. You've got the Falcons for the a- NFC South. NFC West, I got the C- I got the 49ers winning it. I have the 49ers. I got the Niners, too. I think the Seahawks are going to make the playoffs. I think the Seahawks are going to push them because I think it's a two-team race because I think the Rams and Cardinals are both going to be competing for Caleb Williams. But yeah, I got the Niners. I just think they're, they're too talented across the board. I think the only thing that would concern me would be if Brock Purdy somehow just, like, 
craps the bed and all of a sudden you're getting Sam Darnold starting games. I think that would concern me, but I just think with Shanahan's offense, it's kind of impossible to really fail. And with that defense, especially especially getting Bosa signed, um, it, it's just it's just too good. Burrow got some money yesterday too. Did you see that? Yeah, that was cheeky, man. Doing it right at kickoff. What a what a loser organization. Sorry. I know. Trying to, you know, their team was only good when it was full of, you know, like it was. I don't know. I'm not even. Gonna, I'm not even gonna go. No, they're there. still good, but it's just a, it was it was that was a loser move. It's just like. You're you're pulling the attention all to yourself. Little little attention, you know. Um, what move, but we move going, on. We move on. We move on. We move on to the AFC. Going to the AFC. All right, the E. Let's just do the just, E. Or, yeah, we're both Bills. Bills. Now, okay. I I guess we should do something a little bit different here because this is our. I mean, we're Bills podcast. Let's do let's do let's do the stand the actual final standing. So I think it's gonna be Bills. I got Bills, Jets, Dolphins, Patriots. I think that's what it's going to be. I swip them and put the Dolphins ahead of the Jets. Just oh, you I think, think so? I just think the Dolphins' offense is going to be really good, and I think their defense with Fangio is going to be good. But I, 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 I'm really concerned for the Dolphins if I was a Dolphins fan, which I'm not. But defense, their defensive depth, I think, is an issue, which would concern me against the Jets. Like those two are close. I think the Pats are going to be like seven and ten. Like they'll, they'll be solid, but like. I just don't think the pat I mean, like especially with the juju knows juju no juju news about his knee ex- potentially exploding. I think that's just like yeah, yeah. The vibes on the, also with Bill breaking up with his girlfriend. I think the vibes on that team is just uh not too high. Yeah, no, yeah, I I, I understand there. Yeah, I mean that's the AFC East for you. Well, now we have the AFC North. We'll go to the North next. Um, I I think it's gonna be the Bengals easily. I I feel like that's kind don't of don't disrespect my ra- the, I don't they're not even my Ravens, but the Ravens are gonna win that division. The I would Ravens, love to see it. I I really would. I'm going with last year's stats pretty much. So what if I like the Ravens the, win it. I I mean I would love that. What I like about the Ravens is the Ravens are very much the Ravens to Joe Burrow are very much what the Jets are to Josh Allen. Like Joe Burrow struggles now. Two years ago he didn't he torched them, but last year he struggled mightily against the Ravens. They still have that elite defense coming back. Lamar playing. All, I mean, Lamar playing my MVP pick. Come on now. With all those <laughs> weapons. Like, I think they could compete. And I think they, like, they beat the rate. They beat the Bengals early in the year with Lamar healthy. They lost a close game at the end, the last game. And then the wild card game, like, they gave them, like, like the run for their money with Tyler Huntley. And if he doesn't screw up that goal line play, like, they might win the game. So, Give me, give me the Ravens, man. Give, give me, give me some respect for the Ravens. All right, I like it. I like it. I, I hope it happens. I really do. AFC South. We could skip this one. We're both picking Jags. the Jags. All right, yeah. all right. AFC that, West. That, that one's like the South divisions are both trash. Yeah, trash. Well, I got a, I got a doozy for you in the AFC West. You ready for this? Yeah, the Kansas City Chiefs. That's you. Mm-hmm. Not me. I know it's not you because you said you have a doozy, so that just means you're not going to pick the Chiefs. Herbo's going crazy this this year. Justin Herbert and the Chargers are number one. The Chargers are just so wait and see for me. I, I feel like this is the year where they finally have enough talent. I mean, they're going to have so much dead cap next year or whatever, but they definitely do have the talent where it's like competitive with the Chiefs, but they just never seem to – they just – I'm sorry, they, but they, they have a new chokers. offensive coordinator, though. They, they got rid chokers. of Joe Lombardi. I mean, they just they just choke consistently. I mean, you yeah. saw in the playoffs, every time against the Chiefs, they have them on the ropes and they they choke it away. But I am excited for Kellen Moore. I think 
him he's like the what Lamar getting a new offensive corner, Herbert getting a new offensive coordinator. Like I was very close to picking Herbert for MVP, but I think the Chargers will make the playoffs. I just I can't I I just can't pick against the Chiefs. I feel like that's just bad faith. Maybe it is, but I I mean I have a Chargers Chargers fan very close to me and my brother, so I, I'm doing it I'm doing it for him at the same time. So and I think with their new OC, I think you get Joe Lombardi out of there, the choking kind of stops. I, I think they're gonna do do some good. So you ready for some Super Bowl predictions? Yes, sir. What's yours? My Super Bowl prediction will be well. Should we do AFC NFC Championship game then do Super Bowl? Oh, you want to you want you want to do the the final Break, four and then the Super yeah, Bowl? Yeah, final four. Yeah. So okay. in the AFC, it will be the Buffalo Bills and the Baltimore Ravens. Okay. And then, don't tell and, me you have the Ravens winning the Super Bowl, please, please. <laughs> in the NFC, I have the Dallas Cowboys. And the Philadelphia Eagles. Okay. And then I have Bills, Cowboys, Bills winning MVP, Super Bowl MVP. Josh Allen. Like okay. That. All right. I like figured that's go. All right. So. Do you like that I, dramatic I, pause? Oh, come on. You got to give him. Give no, I like That was a dramatic pause. I like Thank it. You. I'll give you a little golf clap for that one. Thank you. I think it's going to be Bills Chargers in the AFC Championship. Bills overtake move on to the Super Bowl. I think it's Niners, Eagles, run it back, okay? Brock Purdy doesn't get injured, doesn't tear his UCL. He cuts them up. They go crazy. Nick Bosa sacks Geno Smith eight times in this game, okay? Goes wild. Niners move on. Bills, Niners, one of the biggest defensive bouts in a Super Bowl out there. Top Two, two top five defenses going at it. Offenses, Mr. Irrelevant versus Josh Allen, the MVP that was just named, okay? I think... The Bills win it, but I think it's a close defensive duke out. So I think Josh Allen's the X factor in that game and then win Super Bowl MVP for rushing 195 yards. So very specific, very specific. But uh, yeah, Bills, Niners, Bills on top. So I think this is the year for the Bills. I mean, this the, the team's built. I know we've said this is the year. I feel like it's kind of been it's redundant at this point. But I feel like with the way they're built this year, they're they're built to go the distance. You know, ro- they've trained like Rocky Balboa. They've run up the steps. They're hopping all over the place. They're excited. They're ready to go. 16 games in the season, 17 games in the season. Sorry, I was back a few years with 16. <laughs> um, 17 games in the season, they're ready to cook. And I think we're in for a great NFL season. It's good that it's back. And betting on the Bills catches every Friday. We'll be doing this. It'll be coming to you Friday evenings. So, um, hope you enjoy it. Let us know, like I said, your picks. Uh, in the episode description, we'll have ways to get in touch with us. So just just send us a message and let us know. And uh, Dom, you got anything else? Any closing remarks you want to make before we finish the first episode of betting on the Bills for the season? Go Bills and beat those Jets. Go Bills.